Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Well, welcome to City Hills Church. Honestly, we are so unbelievably honored that you're hanging out with us. There's a lot of things you can do in San Diego. So the fact that you're hanging out with us this weekend means so much to us. And like Lauren said, it's been nine months of us building to this opportunity for us to meet you. And, and we hope that you have an incredible time here today. But I want to start with a question. Do you ever wake up in the morning and think, there's got to be more to life than this? You wake up in the morning and think, Man, there's got to be more. Maybe if you ask, you ask that question when you walk into your job every day, when you work, walk into that same place at the same time with those same crazy people, the same annoying drama, the same foolishness, with that same boss that every morning you secretly wish he gets a stomach virus so you don't have to deal with him that day, right? Like maybe, that, maybe that's where for you, you ask, man, there's got to be more to life than this, or maybe for you, it's when you step out of bed right onto a Lego. I don't know what they make those things out of, but your foot is gushing with blood, you're mumble cursing while your two-year-old staring at you in your face, like waiting to pick up those words from you. For Lauren and I, we don't, we don't deal with Legos in the bedroom, but we deal with crumbs. Now, crumbs like I have never seen before in our life, and the reason is because our girls are early risers every day without fail, they are going to wake up early. And when they wake up, it's time to go. There's no like easing into the day. So somewhere around 5.50, 6 a.m., our oldest is waking up and she wakes up hungry. So you know what we do? We want 10 minutes extra of sleep. So we have a snack jar in the bedroom and we're like, here, whatever it is, I don't even care what snack it is. Just eat it for a few minutes so we can please just sleep a couple minutes longer. And every night, without fail, when I lay down in the bed, it's as if I jump into a pool of graham crackers. It's like, how is it possible that you took one fig bar and broke it down to microscopic pieces across the entire king bed? Like it's behind my ears and it's beneath my feet. It's unbelievable how one snack can do this. It's crazy to me. And every day I think there's got to be more to life, more to parenting than just sleeping in graham cracker dust. Every day there's got to be more. It's wherever you experience this feeling, we all come to this place where we long for more. There's something inside of us that longs for it. Even if we don't know what that it is, we long for it. There has to be something more. This morning, I believe that while we probably have a, a few things in common, there are definitely three longings inside of us that we all have in common. The first one you'll see, and you can take your notes uh, on the paper that you received when you came in, we all have a longing for love. We all have this desire deep within us for love. We want to be cared for. None of us, I'm sure, I'm hoping, none of us wake up in the morning and think, I really hope everyone I see today hates me, right? You, you may feel like that when you deal with a certain person. It's like, you, you must enjoy being hated. Like, why do you do the things that you do? But none of us seek that. No one, none of us want people to go, man, I hate that dude. I'm, I'm 
Woo, I wish bad things on you, person, right? We don't want to be that guy. It's why we date. It's why we seek friendships. It's why we get married is because we have this deep longing for love inside of us. Now, I was interested, so I, I Googled the record for the most marriages, and there's actually this guy named Glenn Wolf. He was married 29 times, 29 times. The longest marriage lasted 11 years, and the shortest lasted 19 days. I don't know what kind of husband you got to be that like three weeks in, she's like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. 19 days, I'm, I am out. So if you are newlyweds and you've made it past 19 days, congratulations. You're winning, baby. You're winning. The second thing that we all long for deep inside of us is the second thing. We all have a longing for purpose. Now, I have to go through this one really quick, quickly because I'm, I'm passionate about this. It's something that we're passionate about as a church. It's, it's part of our values as a church. So I'm, I'm going to try to be quick here. But, man, quickly, you and I have this deep desire to have a reason for existence. We have this desire in us that we want to have purpose in life. We don't want to just wake up and go through our day and, and it just not matter to, to us or to anyone else. And we want to have a purpose that the end of our life is not just the end of our life and that there was something that we lived for in this brief time that we had on earth. And the beautiful truth is that God has hardwired each and every one of us with a unique and distinct purpose. Each and every one of us have this purpose wired within us. We believe, and it's something that we have for our kids, we believe that everyone was born for a purpose. You may feel like an accident, and let's just be honest. Some of you, your parents have told you you were an accident. It was like, oh, we didn't mean to have you. We meant to stop, and poof, here you came, right? Like, but I want to tell you, you're not here for an accident, by accident. You're not here accidentally. You have a God-given purpose this is, this is what's beautiful about this. Even if you don't believe in God, he believes in you. And he has hardwired a purpose inside of your life. He gave you different personality traits. He's given you special talents. And graciously, graciously, he's given you the opportunity for you to be able to influence the people around you. It's amazing. So we long for love. We long for purpose. And the third thing, if you're taking notes, is that we all have a longing for meaning answers to the big why questions. And you know what? I think all of us have had enough pain and enough challenge in life that, that at some point we ask, why? Why, God? Why, why is this happening? Why am I going through this? Why is this experience happening? Why can't I get past this? What is the point of my life? God, why am I here? And you know what? If, if suffering is causing you to question God, there's a reason why suffering feels painful. There's a reason why suffering and, and challenges just feel wrong in our life and they feel unfair. And the reason why you feel that way is because God put that inside of you. Because to God, he's not okay with the pain and the suffering either. He wants to do something about it in our lives if we give him that opportunity. God gave you those feelings of needing to know why you are here on this earth, and he wants to answer that question for you. The problem isn't that we have these longings. It isn't that we have these longings for love and, and for purpose and for meeting. The problem is that we seek to fulfill them on our own. 
It's not that we have questions. It's not that we have doubts. It's that you and I, left to our own devices, we try to answer these questions without God because we want to be able to do it on our own. And I don't know about you, but every time I've tried to satisfy these longings in my life by myself without God, it just leads to a really challenging and empty place. We're awakening to these longings and to the truth that God wants to satisfy those needs in our life. And it begins our journey back to God, what this whole series is all about. Earlier, I read Luke 15 to you, and Jesus is telling this story, one of, one of the most powerful short stories in all of history, because it's so memorable, and it's something that's just been a part of the culture of America now, because people are so familiar with this story. It's the story of the lost son who has this longing inside of him that says, there's got to be more. But what we have to understand is in this context, when Jesus was walking the earth, when he was around and he was telling this story, a son asking for his inheritance early was unbelievably disrespectful. It was one of the worst insults that you could give a father because not only were you asking for it, but in this culture, you were supposed to help take care of your father, right? The, my family grew up, uh, uh, is from a little island off the coast of Honduras, and it's still part of that culture, too. So I tell my mom and dad all the time, I'm like, y'all better not go crazy. You know I'm supposed to take care of you, right? Like, don't be crazy. Don't act. All right. But that was, so this dude looking at his dad and saying, Dad, I wish you were dead. I don't care whether you live or die. I want what's coming to me now. I don't trust that you're going to give it to me. I want it right now. And I don't care if that offends you. I don't care what anybody says. I want it now. And for you and I, we look at this and we're like, what a jerk. Like, what kind of kid would do that? But before we cast this son aside as ungrateful and selfish, is it possible that he just said out loud what you and I feel? Is it possible that he just said out loud to his father those thoughts that you and I had, those those thoughts that we share with our spouse or with our BFF when nobody else is listening and it's just us talking to them, those thoughts of, you know, I deserve better than this, right? I work too hard for so-and-so to think that they're going to tell me. I, I wish they would come at me one more time again. I deserve better than this. Or maybe more on a more serious note, I, I forgive him every time he does it and he does it again. I trusted them, and they broke their promise again. I thought they were going to be different. I deserve better, and you know what? I want it now. And our BFS says, that's right, girl. You should go get it, right? We express these things. We, we don't want to own to them, but the son in Jesus' stories was so like many of us. He was convinced that he had to leave his father in order to supply the needs for this longing inside of him. The scripture says he set off for a distant country. The younger son squandered his wealth in wild living. We're left to imagine what wild living is, right? But it, like in today's context, he, he went to Vegas. He had a bunch of money and he had a good time and he, he was spending all of his money. And he, I always pictured this kind of like a music video from the early 2000s, right? Like just a scene, just craziness. It's a story for another day, but I remember the first time that I went to a bar in college, I was supremely disappointed 
because I was like, I, I just paid $27 to get in here. Where's the money raining down from the sky? 50 cent sure ain't up there. That's just Fred with a do-rag. I don't understand what is going on. And why is everything sticky? I don't understand. This does not look like the videos I watch on MTV. This doesn't make any sense. Again, that's for another day. But it didn't take long for this kid to blow all of his money. It didn't take long for him to feel like, oh, man, this, this isn't working out at all. A famine struck the land. He had no money or food, and the story continues. So he went and he hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to the fields to feed the pigs. For a Jewish boy, this was unthinkable. He longed to fill his stomach with the pies that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. You see, his longing for love wasn't satisfied in the women that he met. His longing for purpose wasn't found in the partying. His, his longing for answers to the why questions just led him to more why questions. Why, how did we get here? Why am I in this situation? Why am I with the pigs? What happened to my friends? Where are they at? After all of this, they have abandoned me. Why am I lonely and broke and empty? Does this sound familiar? Does it feel familiar in your life? Because for all of us, the story of the lost son is our story. And maybe it wasn't as crazy, right? Maybe it wasn't as descriptive as his and is less dramatic. But you, you found yourself in a place where you've tried to live your life on your own with your own strength and with your own power. And you've, you've given everything that you have and you've pushed for the promotions that you deserve. And you've met with the right person and you've busted your tail to make sure that you can do this and do that and provide and do all of these things and find purpose in your life. And at the end, you still feel empty. And you still wake up in the morning going, there's got to be more to life than this, right? There's got to be more to life. Something is still missing. And the reason Jesus told this story is to help each of us find our way back to God. He tells this story for each of us to find our way back to him. And this brings us to, to life's most important question. Where will you try to satisfy these God-giving longings? Where will you try to satisfy them? Will you run to God like we just sang about? Or will you keep trying to do it on your own? Will you keep trying to do your own thing and try to do it in your own strength and with your own talents and with your own gifts and just try to do it all by yourself? Or will you run to the Father? This series that we're in, Finding Your Way Back to God, is all about us finding Him and, and for some of us beginning that relationship with Him, but for others of us, it's reminding ourselves that even if we have a relationship with Him, even if we're in this connection, we, we've experienced this moment with Him, there's still this continual need for us to go back to the Father, to rely on him. And throughout the, the next five weeks, we're going to be looking at these five awakenings. And the one that we were talking about today is awakening to the longings that are in our life, awakening to those things. It's all about us recognizing our longing for love and purpose and meaning and understanding that it's not satisfied by running from God, but it's satisfied by running to him. As we wrap up today, I read about this really interesting guy named Blaise Pascal. 
And Blaise Pascal was a 17th century mathematician, and he was one of the most brilliant intellectual dudes of his time. And Blaise grew, grew up with this understanding of who God was, but he never started a relationship with him. And what happened in this, this over-the-night, in the middle-of-the-night experience, he surrendered his life to Jesus, and he began a relationship with God. And for him, he took the challenge upon himself. He said, I want to help my other intellectual friends, the ones who want to figure out the meaning of life, and they want to do it through numbers, and they want to do it through science, and they want to do it through all these things. I want to help them see the experience that I had when I met God for the first time. So what he started to do is he, he would challenge his intellectuals, his intellectual friends, to a wager. He would say this, make a bet that there is a God who loves you. If you're right, you have everything to gain. If you're wrong, you have nothing to lose. You just wasted some time. He would challenge them to this bet. Make a bet that God is real and see if your life doesn't change. It's a gamble where you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. If, if you find God, if you discover that he is who he said he was, and you, you discover that, man, something in my life is changing, the, the way that I think, the way that I treat others, the way uh, things are changing in my life, and you realize that God is who he says he was, then you win, right? If you don't, what do you have to lose? You tried to be a better person, you tried to learn something new, and, and if you can disprove God and he doesn't show himself to be real to you, then all right. You just spent a few days trying to find him, and you didn't find him. But what Pascal understood is that when we start that journey to find God, he's always ready to be found. He's always there. If you find God, you find the source of unconditional love that you've been looking for your whole life. The challenge at, at City Hills Church, every, every week we want to leave you with a challenge, something that you can put into action. Because we believe that if you come here and you hang out with us for a few minutes and your Monday doesn't change, your Tuesday doesn't change, then we fail you as leaders. So our challenge to you this week is for the next 30 days, pray, God, if you are real, make yourself real to me. God, if you are real, Make yourself real to me. If you're a person in the room right now and, and you're trying to figure out if God is who he says he is, if you're, you're trying to get your head around this whole Jesus story of that, that he was the son of God and he came and he died on a cross and then what, something crazy, Jesus, three days later he rose again and then he went to heaven and he's coming back one day. Like that, that whole thing just is unbelievable for you. Make Pascal's bet. Make Pascal's bet and say, God, I don't even know if you're really up there, but for the next 30 days, I'm going to ask you to make yourself real to me. And I want you to show up. I want you, if you're real, God, show up. Help me to see that you're real. For others, maybe prayer is a regular part of your life. You pray all the time, you know, 
as much as we normally pray. We pray over our meals so our kids, you know, kind of have an understanding that there's a God. Or we pray when the airplane's taking off or landing. I've had a couple of rough landings the last time I flew, and it was like, Lord, help me. What is going on? These drivers are drunk. But maybe for you, your conversation is, is, God, I know that you're real. God, I have a relationship with you. But God, I need you to show yourself real to me in my everyday life. God, I need to see your hand in my life. God, I need you to make yourself real in this situation that I'm walking through, that I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I don't know how I'm supposed to make it through this situation. God, will you show yourself real to me this week? Will you show yourself real? Will you help me to see what I am missing? So again, the question is, is where will you go to fill those longings? The longing for love, the, the longing for purpose, the longing for meaning. The issue is that you and I, we spend so much of our time laying our needs in front of the people who love us, and we demand that they fulfill it. We ask the people around us that love us to fulfill the needs that God all along has wanted to fill for our, our spouses we ask them to fill our love bucket all the way up. We need the affirmation from them. We need them to tell us every morning, you are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. We need that affirmation. We desire that love for them. But for many of us, if we're not careful, we ask our spouses, we ask our, our, the people that we're dating to help us figure out who we are. Without you, I don't know who I am. You know, we say that as this like poetic thing. If I don't, I don't know who I'd be without you, baby. And God's going, they, they can't fulfill that for you. They can't be that for you. Only I can help you discover who I created you to be. For our friends, we ask them to be our safety. We ask them to be that, that community that we need. We, we ask our friends to help us feel like we're not alone right? And we depend on them. We lay our needs when we're going through something at the feet of our friends and we go, help! I don't know what to do. Help. From our jobs, from our jobs, we ask our jobs to give us purpose. We ask our nine to five to be that thing that helps fulfill that deep longing purpose inside of us. And, and we give all of ourselves to our jobs and at the end of the day we're like why is the job not giving anything back but a paycheck because God's going that isn't there to fulfill that need for you that job that income cannot come and fill the longing that you have while all of those people while our spouses while our our family while our friends while our jobs while all of those things are incredibly valuable and god uses each of them they cannot be the only answer you'll be stuck time after time going there's got to be more there's got to be more even in your dream job even in your dream marriage even in your dream financial level of income, even in all of those things, if God isn't at the center of it, you'll still wake up in the morning and go, God, there has to be more to life than this. He is the only one that can provide those answers for you. God, make yourself real to me in my longings. Show me your love. Show me your purpose. Show me the meaning of life that you have for me.
As we prepare to close today, I'd ask you to, to all do me one quick favor. In the seat pocket in front of you, there's a little card that looks like this. It says, I have decided. If you would grab that card as we wrap up today. For some of you, like we talked about just a moment ago, you don't, you don't believe all this. You're like, hey, I'm here because a friend invited me. It was important to them, so I guess it's important to me. I'm here. I don't believe all this. I don't know. You're talking about all this crazy stuff. I have my own plans, my own thing. I, I don't believe all of these things. My challenge to you is simple. Make Pascal's bet. Say, God, if you're real, I don't believe you are. Show yourself to be real to me. Show yourself to be real to me. For some of you that you're in this relationship with Jesus, you've, you've been on this journey for a little while now. And you're still dealing with that longing that there has to be more and you haven't found the fulfillment that God has for you. You're still struggling. You're still battling. And, and you need to feel like there's more to life than what you're walking through right now. It's the, the same prayer. God, make yourself real to me. In this situation where I don't see hope, in this situation where I don't see an answer, God, make yourself real to me. I need you to show yourself strong. God, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm listening. Show yourself to be real. For both of you, those two groups, on that I have decided card, there's a little checkbox that says, put this into action. I've decided that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it into action. I'm going to give this a shot. And I ask that you just fill that card out because we, would, we just want to pray with you. We want to be that support to you. It's not going to be anything weird where you're getting texts like, how's it going today? No, just we want to be there alongside of you to go, God, there are people in this room that are saying, today I'm going to put this into action. But maybe for some of you, you see yourself as that lost son. You see yourself as that person that you've been trying to do this on your own for a long time. And today, it all makes sense. Today, maybe something for you clicked. And you said, you know what? Maybe Jesus is who he said he is. Maybe God is this God that, that these guys, these crazy folks in this church called City Hills Church, they, they believe in him. And you know what? God, I think I, think I might believe in you too. If that's you today, we want to help you take that very first step. Your first step is to say, God, I'm ready to start my journey with you. God, today, I believe Jesus is who he says he is. I believe that Jesus came and he died on the cross for me and he's forgiven me of every wrong thing that I've done. I believe that. I believe that three days later he rose again. As crazy as that sounds, I believe it's true because I've seen the difference that he's made in, in the people's lives around me. Today, Jesus, I want to start that relationship with you. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians 2, he says it so beautifully for all of us. He says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. You can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us could boast about it. It's all about him. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. For you, if that's you today, on that same card, there's a little box on there that says, I 
am asking Jesus to be the leader of my life. Or maybe for some of you, you made that commitment a long time ago and you've, you've walked away and you need to recommit your life to Jesus today. I'd ask that you would check that box because we wanna have the opportunity to give you some resources to help you in that journey to become closer and closer and find your way back to God. Let's bow our heads and pray today as, as we wrap up. God, I thank you that you hardwired each and every one of us with these, these longings. You've reminded us today that this longing for love, it, it comes from you. This longing for purpose in our life, it comes from you. The longing for meaning and, and having a why behind what we do every day, it, Jesus, it comes from you. And God, I pray today that as we discover this, that we would turn back to the source of all truth, that we turn back to the source of all hope, that we turn back to you. Even for those of us who have been in a relationship with you, God, today we make a commitment that we're not gonna try to fulfill these longings on our own in our own life, but that we're gonna trust you and we're gonna run to you and we're gonna find our love and our purpose and our meaning and who you say we are, not anyone else. Well, Lord, I pray right now for the people in this room, God, that maybe, maybe today is the day of salvation. Maybe today is the day that they said, you know what? I'm ready to take this step. I'm ready to cross that line. I'm ready to say, Jesus, you are who you say you are. And, and I'm ready to begin this faith journey with you. I'm ready to start this new life, the, this new creation, this new life that you've had planned for me all along. I'm, I'm in, I'm in. I want to see what it is that this whole life is about. So Jesus, we surrender our life to you, God. I pray for that person right now, that you would give them the courage to make that step. That you give them the courage to check that box. You give them the courage to be able to step into a relationship with you. And Lord, as we close today, I pray that you would just allow us to see your hand all over our lives this week. That as we go into work tomorrow morning, that we step in and courage that we have a purpose. We have a reason why we're there. We have an opportunity to influence the people around us. God, I pray that as we, we leave this place today that we're different than we came in because we understand that you are gonna make yourself real to us in whatever we're going through, whatever we're facing. Lord, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you are waiting to provide the answer we've been looking for all along. We love you, we thank you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name, amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.